0: Hi, I'm Katie Capps, co-founder and co-CEO of Higher Dose. And today on Hot Seat, I'm here with Marin Altman, who is a crypto astrologer and TikTok personality. So are you ready to get hot? I guess so. <laughs> All right, let's go for it. Cool. So how did you get into
1: astrology? So when I was learning to read pretty early on in the newspaper, the horoscopes were next to the cartoons. So I just automatically started reading them and found it fascinating.
0: Gotcha. And how did you educate yourself on astrology beyond that?
1: Growing up with online access pretty much off the go, I just studied it nonstop and couldn't stop searching for everything I could find. Um, So it was like a nonstop obsession just throughout my entire
0: childhood. Interesting. And what's Um, your sign? Virgo. Virgo. Can you guess what my sign is? Taurus? Close. Gemini? Aries? Aries? Scorpio, but I have an Aries moon, so, you know, and both my parents are Taurus, so maybe maybe that's coming (laughs) from. And how does it work? Like, our planets are obviously, like, huge masses of energy, right, and we're beings that are made of matter, so is it the fact that, like, these planets have a gravitational pull that's, like, affecting the matter that makes up our bodies, that's kind of, like, dictating how astrology impacts us, or, like, What's the actual mechanism behind how it works? Um,
1: There's no mechanism. And it's correlation, not causation. So the planets are not making anything happen. They are not causing anything to happen. Um, They're a mirror for reality. Similar to how the clock on the wall is telling you that it's 3 p.m., but it's not making it 3 p.m. Astrology is signaling things happening. It's not making them happen. Um, Like, you wouldn't blame the clock for the sunset. The clock is simply telling you that sunset's happening at this time. Um, I really, really caution, I have a philosophy background and I often wrote against this is that I really caution on anything saying that there's gravitational electromagnetic influence on humans. There's absolutely no evidence of that. And I think that it demeans the valid thing that we can see that's correlation. So, um, it's kind of like a mirror or a clock or something that's showing you what is, but in no way is it any mechanism, any type of work. Um, and that's similar to how it's not something you can bargain against or say kind of happens. You can either study it as a mirror for reality or refute it entirely.
0: Mm-hmm. And what was the first civilization that used astrology? Mesopotamians or Babylonians. Kind Mm -hmm. of same, yeah. Okay, got it. Um, And then I know you use your astrology practice to forecast crypto. How did you like start combining these two fields? Or how did you get into
1: that? Um, So I was graduating from NYU in 2020 and I had no money, no financial awareness. And I was like, I should learn basic investing so I'm not like homeless. Mm -hmm. Um, Like literally it was like, well, you have a few months before you graduate. Like you probably don't want to be like actual starving artists on the street. Like you might want to learn some things. Um, immediately began researching finance, found crypto through that, and found the argument ethically very compelling for decentralization and found very interesting just the volatility. And with astrology, you can study the cycles of anything. You can look at the planets at any time and see the correlations. So um, I'm a very honest, very direct person, and often That is not something that works well with, like, therapeutic astrology. Mm -hmm. Like, if I see shit, I'll tell you it's shit. Um, Mm -hmm. In a financial market, that's a little more like you can be overt. You can do that with personal astrology, and I do do that. But um, I found it very interesting that there was a nonstop cycle that I could measure with uh, that astrology.
0: And are you interested in financial astrology in general or just specifically as it relates to crypto?
1: Honestly, really just crypto. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't really care about, like, the normal market. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see crypto going based on what you know about astrology?
1: Um, I mean, it's not good for a few years. We're in a major world recession. Uh, crypto is another asset class, so I don't see anything really spectacular happening over the next few years.
0: Got it. So if you yeah. own crypto, just sit tight, yeah. wait it out. Yeah. Got it. And you actually bought a house in Dubai with crypto, right? Yeah. Why Dubai?
1: Um, I thought it was a good rental market. Uh, was really stupid and I'm looking to sell it. <laughs> yeah, horrible decision. Literally caused me so much of a
0: headache. It's, it's atrocious, yeah. Did you get to enjoy it at least? No, it's still being built. Oh, okay. And how did you become so successful at trading
1: um, well, for one, I was trading during a crypto bull market, it was a little bit difficult to lose money, mm-hmm. um, but also I really enjoyed the game of it where I can look at really direct indicators and have little to no emotional bias, I don't really care. Um, I'm not trading currently, I'm bored of it, I don't really care about making money anymore. I had a big transition over the past few months, I really could give a shit, I don't know what's happening in the market. But I was good at it because it's pattern recognition and just like clicking a button in accordance to a pattern that you see coming. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care about up or down, I was just looking at the pattern.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- with, like, you know, the latest news, I guess, was the big FTX collapse. Yeah. Was there any astrological signs of something big like that happening? Very the strongly.
1: There was a very chaotic lunar eclipse, and I was pretty vocal about that for months. It looked like a really big financial disaster. Um, so at that time, I mean, I put all my money into my company, so I don't really have anything that I'm, like, trading or, like, guarding or anything. So I was just like, guys, if you have anything, like, around, you might want to be, like, stay safe. I didn't know it was FTX in particular, um, but I did know it looked very chaotic.
0: And where are you investing for the next couple years?
1: Uh, I'm not. I'm just okay. holding
0: either U.S. dollars or U.S. stable points.
1: Mm, yeah. Got it.
0: Got it. Okay. So cash is king right now. Uh,
1: yeah. I don't claim to be and at macro anything, I got good at clicking buttons in a very easy market, but like I don't offer financial and I, I'm, I put everything that I make into my company and my creative content. So like, I don't know. I just, I take every day for what it's worth. I don't really care about my S and P shares 40 years down the line. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, and you studied philosophy. So where did you land with that? Like, what would you say are your philosophical beliefs? Um, I'm very
1: stoic and I'm very utilitarian. So I feel like I weigh everything out with ethical algebra. That's what I consider utilitarian to be, where I don't really care for like what a rule or like a, I don't really have anything where it's like that to my core is like, no, I I weigh out each situation with like ethical algebra of like how to reduce harm and minimize output. Um, So I evaluate my life with that about like minimizing harm, maximizing good. And um, I think that that eases a lot of issues because a lot of issues come from holding beliefs for no reason um and then stoicism I I value being present and neutral I think that heavy ups or downs are what drives a lot of suffering attachment to that feeling or avoiding it
0: tell me more about stoicism because when I think of uh like stoics I think of someone who's really like tough and doesn't let their emotions get in the way and just works on like bettering themselves is that kind of like a summary
1: of it yeah i'd say that the stoic philosophers emphasized accepting life as is without judgment mm-hmm. and um i think that the toughness comes from having a very good turbulence navigation so mm. a saying i have tattooed on me is amor fati which is love your fate or you know don't see it as good or bad but just preferable and preferable and um i go through such absurd things on a daily basis to where like if i had any emotional attachment to wanting or not wanting things i mean obviously everyone has attachment and i work through that but like if I really took things personally or to heart, oh, my God, I'd be out within, like, a day. So I think that stoicism is navigating things like a plane rather mm. than, like, let me attach to good or bad.
0: Got it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that leads well into this next question I was going to ask, and it kind of relates to um, all the, like, followers and attention that yeah. you got in the last few years, and um, I guess your online presence really took off, but, like, along with that came some kind of, like, trolls and haters. Yeah. And how, how have you dealt with that? Um, over
1: the past two years, I've struggled a lot with suicidal ideation. And I've been really open about it. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't normal, like, oh, you're ugly. It was like let me take this successful person out of context and make her into the scarlet letter for every single cultural issue, whether it's, like, transphobia, homophobia, racism, anti-Semitism. I'm like, bro, I'm Jewish, I don't talk about any cultural issues, this is so out of context, it's insane. Uh, But just, like, that led me to be, like, if I thought that I was a crusader for these issues, at one point in, like, my young social justice kind of years, Mm -hmm. then my world's turned on its head, I don't want to be a part of it. Like, it was horrible, I mean, being, like, my family, everyone come after them, Um, so I'd say I, at the time, didn't want to deal with it. I was like, this is so much that I openly am like, I don't know if I can live or not. Um, now I'm at a point where I feel like you adjust to your environment. And now anytime there's a hit piece about me, I can just have a really bad day and feel very stung and like, oh my God, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. But I can send it to like manager, publicist, be like, logically tell me how to deal with this because I don't understand. Um, so I think that realizing that, you know, um, that I, I just, I can't take a lot of online things seriously. I think it's all a lot of virtue signaling, uh, like, BS. So I just keep it real, honestly. I'm like, this is insane. I'm, so I'm very open about, like, me dealing with that, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade it because I get to impact people as well.
0: It sounds like you've come to a place where you can really just kind of roll with it and yeah. not take it too seriously. Yeah. Would you say that you were, like, canceled at one point? Oh, or? mega.
1: I was, uh, like, the Rolling Stone called me the face of white supremacy on TikTok. Oh, so like, wow. yeah, like extremely, um, I'm like known for being like, I'm immortal. You can't cancel me anymore. Like you've made up so much about me. Like c- call me Marinol, right I don't care. I'm not political. Like whatever. This is insane. Mm-hmm. So, um, very, very much so. And like, I stand by anyone I see being canceled. I'm like, you probably did something completely unrelated that they admire and they're taking you down. So that's yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was on a podcast and they were like, we see you're an advocate for free speech. And I was like, yes. Like that doesn't like, I was like, that was said, like it was like a a dog whistle or something. I was like, yes, I am. Um, so yeah, that's where I've landed now.
0: Yeah. It's like, we're all American. Hopefully we all advocate for first. Right. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Um, so if you could go back to like turning 20, um, and doing things differently, would you still want to be TikTok famous?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I wish that I would not have let, I mean, I can't say oh, I wish I wouldn't have thought about killing myself so much and wasting two years of, like, being re- like... But I can't really tell myself, like, you shouldn't have felt... Because, like, who knows? Like, that I I can't help me going through that. I would say I just wish, maybe hypothetically, that I would have picked back up and powered through a little bit easier, but that mm-hmm. resiliency doesn't really come naturally to the average... Per- like, I wasn't resilient. Um, Like, that, that level of trauma is literally, like, more than the average person can deal with. So I would 100%, I wish I, I did it more heavily... Apologize less, went more for it, um, but like would do none of the initial things differently.
0: For any young listeners, be unapologetic. Truly. Just be you. Truly. So, obviously, that's a lot of trauma, a lot of like (laughs) mental health issues. Uh, What did you do to take care of your mental health and get past that period?
1: Thankfully, even with some other challenging things, I keep an incredible circle of people around me, like friends. For me, I don't know what a toxic relationship is. Mm. Like I, I, truly don't. I have an incredible circle of friends. I think it's just because like the slightest weirdness, I just draw boundaries very quickly. I haven't spoken to my mom since I was 17. Like if they, if you're just a like I just I surround myself with amazing high caliber people. So, um, them along with my dad, who's my best friend, like just are incredible. Voices of reason and mm-hmm. emotional coddling doesn't work for me. That's I, I, whatever, but like voices of reason of like, if anyone has potential in the world, you know, it's you being someone who's passionate, and successful online, get through this and like pick yourself back up. So it was definitely the fact that I have extremely positive relationships in my life. And yeah. are you in
0: a romantic relationship?
1: No, I never really have been seriously. So mm. yeah,
0: is that something you're interested in, or you're just focused on your career and your personal life? I'm
1: open to it. I just don't know how they happen. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, you've got time. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> um, and tell me about your Virgo wellness routine.
1: So I like to say that rarely, almost never, is staying out late worth ruining my morning. Like, get up, workout, skincare, everything routine. I love being in bed by like midnight. I mean, I'm not anyone crazy by like nine or ten p.m. I mean, I'm in my early twenties, like you mm. know. Um, but I in bed by midnight, up around like seven thirty, eight a.m. Workout first thing like get a nice uh, like strength or cardio workout in. And um, I like to walk a lot. I find that my, one of my favorite things ever. So I, I don't have anything crazy, nothing crazy. Uh, I am vegan. I've been vegan for nearly eight years now, but nothing crazy within that. I often forget that I'm vegan just because I feel like I eat a very normal vegan diet, like nothing fringe or anything like that. People mm-hmm. often don't know. Like I just vibe. Um, but I think taking consistently over like two decades, basically, because I grew up playing sports, Um, health and fitness seriously but in a very grounded consistent way not in like a crazy fad way it just made a good baseline Mm
0: Mhm, makes sense do you supplement at all
1: i use b12 and d3 but i feel like most people if not everyone needs to take those so i don't do anything crazy i do like to take maca and ashwagandha in like certain um, powders or things like that because i do like those um those powders but nothing regular besides like b12 and d3 got it
0: yeah um, okay. And you have a very specific aesthetic on your Instagram Yeah, that doesn't, when I see it, it doesn't really scream crypto or astrology per se. Yeah. So how did you come up with this look? Can you tell me about it? Tell me about yeah. the red. So
1: I just know growing up I always loved red, but naturally my hair color is like your color, literally. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I have the beautiful, like, blonde, curly hair. I'm a neutrals. I'm, like, a neutral person. And that was fine, whatever. I wore pastels and neutrals. But then when I was 15, 16, I started getting really, really um, heavily into metal and metalcore music. And to this day, like, that is, like, the ultimate goal that I'm pursuing is, like, doing that. um, Because nothing more has felt like me. And upon hearing that, I was, like screw it. You're going to dye your hair dark. You're going to actually go for the red. doesn't matter if your mom is like, oh, how dare you dye Like, whatever. She didn't really care. But like, um, that turning point just made me fully jump into the red. And it was completely by like, I like it. There's no deeper meaning, at Mm -hmm. least consciously. I just like it. Um, so I also know that like, as I got older, it was very helpful to be Like, there's no decision fatigue. I can go into a store and know what I need to buy. Yeah. I do have a lot of red things, so that can be a hard decision of, like, what do I wear today? But, in general, it was simply that I love it, and I'm very... I mean, apparently, there's multiple things that I didn't get up probably heavily on the spectrum. Apparently, fixation on one thing is that, and I will never... It's always, like, red. Where's red? So, like, I'm like, maybe it's just fucking autism. I don't know. Uh, But red, specifically, like, they're like, do you want another color? I'm like, no. This is great. So that's how that all came
0: to be. You got that figured out. So... One thing that you've definitely nailed is, uh, you know, your online presence went viral really quickly. So can you tell me, like, how to go viral for dummies if you're just starting out sometimes? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, So the thing that you'll hear a lot of people say that's true is consistency. You cannot go viral with, like, posting once every six months in general. Mm. So you're going to need to be consistent because that uh, increases the likelihood that something sticks. You really only need one video to get a million views to then have a little bit of the momentum for it to stick. So consistency, have, in the beginning, it's helpful to niche down. I don't think long term, I mean, I do whatever the fuck I want, but like in Mm -hmm. the beginning... You need to be known for something because no one is going to want you if you're like oh a biologist also a dj also a gardener like i don't know no i don't care you can't be no right i mean you could hypothetically prove me wrong but like no niche down make it clear um look at i mean i didn't do this but if i was doing it again i would look at like what the most viral content was and make my own versions in a similar format mm-hmm. so i automatically started by screaming at a camera but i know some other people film a little bit differently um, so look at what works in your niche and try to do that—not the same content topic, but the same style of filming. Um, secondly, you're probably going to have a define it, want a defining aesthetic feature of your content. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be wearing all red or anything. It could be a background that's like always your background. Right. So you want to be known. Uh, you want to be consistent, and you need to be honest with yourself about like why would someone follow you mm-hmm. and what you want to do to emphasize that. Because if you are doing a video and you're like, well, I'm just going to half-ass this. I just want to, like, kind of dip my toe in. Dipping your toe in is not going to get you viral. You need to, like, fully commit and actually be kind of a a crazy-ass person. So uh, being honest with yourself about, like, would I want to see this? Is this something viral that I would want to see? Will help you only put out content that you might think would take off. Because, like, if I have something mediocre to say, I simply won't say it. It has to be, like, spot on because people's time of day is
0: really valuable. Nice. Yeah. those are good tips yeah and what are your thoughts on gen z
1: i think very soft but very creative mm-hmm. yeah
0: okay what's next for you over the next five years
1: so i am focusing really heavily on actually doing my long time goal of music mm-hmm. um i grew up singing doing musical theater and i woke up a few months ago and told my manager today is the day that we literally like plan out an ep Um, so I'm working with some producers and, um, just like along the limiting belief that I've had since I was very young is that I'm too old to do things literally since I was like 15, I was like, Oh, you weren't a child actor. So like nuke it. Oh, like 18. Oh, you weren't like a child. Like it was so insane. I would say this from a very young age. And finally I'm like, okay, like being 24 now, it's not too late by any means, but there is a youthful edge to fucking up and being able to redo it. That would be helpful for in a music sense. I have a very particular, like, sound. I love heavier music, but pop metal, basically, and there's no one that I know with my voice doing that. I listen to all men. Women that I listen to are very low voices. So um, I'm like, okay, we're going to get out there and do it, and back and forth to L.A., and... Um, it's very much a leap of faith in the same way that like going into content full time was a leap of faith because doing this means that I'm still doing my videos, but I don't see private like clients. That means that whole financial thing is gone. And I'm like, screw it, we're gonna do music. Mm. So um, that is my big big goal over the next few months, and I'm doing it. So there's no like question. Um, and nothing like has excited me more. So I'm very, very uh, looking forward to that.
0: That's exciting. Yeah. Do you have your music videos planned out? Because I can imagine them looking yeah. pretty fire.
1: I don't have anything specifically planned, but I do know that that will be like an important part of the like whole thing. And ideally, honestly, I would have people in them that are not me. Um, because I think that with musicians, I mean, maybe I'll be like singing in them, but um, I want this, like, I've realized i had been through so much over the past few years that there was no other outlet that I could think of besides, like, very, very heavy music. Um, and so the videos definitely I think I want like elaborate acting in them. Nice. Yeah.
0: And who are your metal influences?
1: So some of my all-time favorite bands are Alice in Chains. Yes. Um, Man on the Box. Yes, that sounds familiar, yes. huh? I, as, when I was in high school, I have a very, very high voice. I was trained in like opera. Mm-hmm. Um, my vocal teacher actually dropped me at one point because I was trying to sound like Lane Staley and I was messing up my voice. It was like <laughs> this is horrible. I'm not putting my name on this, and it was true. I was, uh, I was, ma- making my voice horrible. Um, in terms of like the metal genre that I'm in, I really like Pierce the Veil. Sleeping With Sirens. Um, I like the band Flyleaf, which is like an early 2000s band. Her voice is probably the closest thing to what I'm going after. Um, I like Motionless and White. I was just at a Ban Omens concert last night. I don't know if you know any of these people, but they're very, they're not like what you think of as pure screamo. They bring in heavy elements, but it's very much pop-centric with like heavy guitar. Um, and yeah, I'm very excited.
0: Awesome. Well, I missed a lot of those references, but yeah. I do love Alice and Chains. Yeah. So if you can bring back metal, if you that know way, like Slipknot, then like awesome, yeah.